Hey, Adrenal Heads, Mark here. All right, this is a different kind of episode right now because I had the opportunity of actually going to see a premiere movie at Smod Castle Cinemas on March 11th. It was a Saturday evening at 7.30 at Smod Castle Cinemas that Kevin Smith owns in Atlantic Highlands, New Jersey. And there I got to see The Forest Hills. And it was it was it was its world premiere for that night with cast and crew with a Q and A hosted by Kevin Smith. Actually, I think Kevin was just there to narrate and let Scott Goldberg do his thing because he's the director and creator. But they had a a really good movie at their hands. Uh, as far as my overall evaluation of the movie, I really did enjoy it. I got the feels with this particular movie, overall feelings of movies that I used to watch all the time on cable. And I, I'm not sure exactly what the budget was, but it, it gave me those feels and vibes, but also gave a lot of cool commentaries. To equate my feels and vibes, I will reference three movies that I did grow up and love when I was in high school and into the 90s that I just enjoyed because they were so good. And they weren't on top-notch. They weren't million-dollar budgets. They were usually straight-to-video or things of that nature, but still had quality as far as the story itself, the concept, the acting, everybody that was involved with the crew and the feel. So first off, Subspecies from Full Moon Pictures. It gave me that feel with uh, the effects in it, like the, the blood effects and things like that. Secondly would be The Unnameable from Vidmark. And that was a H.P. Lovecraft film, so it's like deep-rooted, the story deep-rooted and um, like very vagueness of the story, even though it's an H.P. Lovecraft story. But it, it had that feel of un- uncertainty and unknown. And I, Mad Men, too, with the thrilling and suspense within it, uh, you might not know it it's probably not on your radar to me it had jenny wright and you would remember jenny wright and uh pink floyd's the wall or the movie near dark with bill paxton lance henriksen but in i mad man it was literally rooted around a library and stuff like that but not to go into those particular movies but it had the same feel of those movies to me and it put me in that feel while sitting in the theater with a full packed house now To give you an idea and what's going on, I'm just going to give you the synopsis of the movie so you guys know exactly what to expect if you actually go see The Forest Hills. So the synopsis of the movie is on IMDb. It says, A man is tormented by nightmarish visions after enduring head trauma while camping in the Catskill Woods. All right. So, uh... If you go to your IMDb, you'll see a werewolf standing there, and the the movie does center around a man who's obsessed with lycanthropy, who has head trauma, and he goes through uh, a lot of things. But to give you an idea of the story overall and my feeling within it, they had a lot of social commentaries within it that I do enjoy because, you know, uh, as Scott was being a filmmaker, he put forth a lot of things that made me think about society and how it is, how people are treated with uh, head trauma or disability, family abuse, social abuse, abuse of people with disabilities, as it were, 
And there was a little bit of racism within it, too, uh, how people were treated within the film. And then, obviously, the horror of it all. It is technically a horror movie, but uh, I, I give it that whole Hitchcockian kind of feel to it as well. The music was great. So, like I said, Scott Goldberg is the director, writer, one of the producers as well. And he also has a composer on there, Mark Naldowski. And Mark Naldowski gave me a lot of vibes of a lot of the 80s movies that I kind of, like I stated before, grew up on. Even 70s movies. Uh, I got the feel of John Carpenter a lot with the pulsing and the scenic blind, especially with the keyboards. I, I just loved it. It worked with those beats within every scene for every character. So uh, I really, I have to start following them now on Spotify, <laughs> especially when this, uh, this music comes out for the, the composition of the music from the score of the movie, because I, it just really worked well within the story itself, how the characters felt. Honestly, really, really good show, really good movie. I really enjoyed it. It was great to have that feel within a theater like that, packing up to almost 200 people with the cast and crew itself. Along with that, we did get a Q&A at the very end and with the cast and the producers, the uh, co-producers were there as well. The way I learned from it was from the Grim Life Collective. And I have to give a shout out to Michael and Jessica from the Grim Life Collective themselves on YouTube. They're co-producers. Uh, they were listed as such. Got to see, finally meet them. Uh, I only got to know them a little bit before the pandemic through YouTube and got to know them through their Patreon. I tried to help out during the pandemic itself, but, uh, you know, uh, as far as live watch parties, things of that nature, and uh, try to help them out in what they're doing. But they're really good people. Loved to see them. I always wanted to meet them. Finally got to meet them, and it was so lovely to meet Jessica. It was so great to see Michael. Love the fact that they were on the East Coast and were able to do that. They were doing more site shoots in this area, which is great, in the New York, New Jersey area. So uh, it was great to have them there. You got other producers that were there. One producer actually brought his his kids to watch the movie, which was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty awesome. So uh, loved the cinematography in it. Very well done, uh, especially with the effects. Gave me vibes of Memento at one point of the inner how they cut the movie together too so just to give you an idea something's out of order or out of sequence so i thought that was pretty cool but the main draw to the film would be actors that are in it which would be like uh eddie furlong d wallace shelly duvall of all things his first movie her coming out of not doing a, a movie in a long time felissa rose who we know from sleepaway camp Stacy Nelkin, who we know, and Marion Hagen from uh, Halloween 3, Season of the Witch. Uh, I, I'm forgetting where Marion Hagen is. I'm sorry, Marion. Chico Mendez is the main character, and he's the one that we actually follow through. He has all these issues thinking that he's a werewolf, and that's where we begin our journey. That's the little bit I could tell about this movie. That's all I could say. Not tell you the whole story of the movie because it was just a premiere. You have to go check out the movie when it comes out. Specifically, if it gets you know picked up and goes into theaters, or if it goes into digital streaming, which would be great. 
my hats off to Scott Goldberg, and I'm hoping that they get something like Netflix or Amazon Prime or something to get this kick-started. That would be great. We got Linda Flores, who plays Emily. She's in there as well. She's a main character. And then uh, all the other people. And, you know, I think I put in there Eddie Furlong as well. Eddie Furlong was the biggest character actor that was in there that drew a crowd to, to come out and see it. And I think this is some of Eddie's really good work, you know. He he spent some of his time out there in upstate New York uh, to film this movie, which is pretty cool because, uh, you know, upstate New York is not fun to be with. But Shelley coming out of retirement, she was great. And having the Q&A and having uh, people come in through Skype was amazing as well. A lot of people were able to ask questions to the director. I gave a couple of questions. And there's one thing that I found very cool about it, too. Those of you who are music lovers, there's a song in there by Richie Blackmore. And it was supposed to be a Deep Purple song. But it was for, you know, redone by Blackmore's Night by Candace Knight, who is uh, obviously sung by Candace Knight, which is Richie Blackmore's wife. Beautiful lady, wonderful and beautiful voice, too. Oh, my goodness. Apparently, one of the producers uh, lived near them. They knew each other, and they were able to donate the music or have the music in the, in the movie with their blessing, which is amazing. Uh, I'm loving that fact. Uh, like I said, Mark Nadolsky's music throughout the film, as far as composition, written along with himself, as well as Scott Goldberg, was amazing. So I, I can't implore more for this particular movie. Uh, it To me, like I said before, I compared it to Subspecies, Unnameable, and I, Mad Men, because I just love those movies. And the way it was filmed... Very good. I'm not entirely sure what the complete budget was, but I'm hoping that this does actually get released for uh, everybody to view. I could get Scott Goldberg on in an interview and just talk to him about the movie itself, go over it, go into a little bit more detail uh, without giving away anything. So my recommendation, if you see the Forest Hills advertised for digital download for either renting, purchasing, or it's available for Amazon Prime, Tubi, who knows? Check it out. I really did enjoy this movie. I give this an A for what we got from this particular movie. And a lot of kudos to Scott Goldberg for uh, giving this movie. He, he has been around for a while. He's done a lot of short films. And uh, he has done a couple other films, too. Uh, one Moriari, uh, Mo- Moire, The Drifter, Cartridges in 2017, Off the Grid, Survivalism and Frugality, and obviously The uh, Forest Hills, but he had a whole bunch of shorts, which is great. I'm glad that he's out there, and it's great for him to get this out there. Thanks to Kevin Smith, or that Kevin Smith, and Smodcastle Cinemas. Thank you to Ernie O'Donnell for actually getting this. Thank you, Chico Mendes, for putting on such a great performance in, in your movie. You know, th- this is literally debuting and highlighting Chico Mendes. Everybody else was there. Uh, also, I have to give Eddie Furlong props for his Q&A. Loving everything that he did. Uh, he's gone through a lot and in his life, and when I talked to him, 
he was present. He was there, and he is such a cool dude. So uh, thanks, Eddie, for uh, for talking to me for a few moments. Thank you uh, to Jessica and Michael Collins from Crim Life Collective. Check them out. Check their YouTube out. So honestly, all you have to do is go to Crim Life Collective on YouTube. Just do a search. Check them out and what they're doing. And actually, all you have to do is go to theforesthillsmovie.com. Check it out for yourself. There is a little mini trailer that's on there. All mini bios for everybody that's involved. You can see who's in there. Obviously, you know, Chico Mendez, Shoa Duvall, Edward Furlong, Dee Wallace, Marianne Hagen, Felissa Rose, Stacey Nelkin. So check it all out. It's amazing. And uh, check it out when it comes out. Talk to you guys later.